And Frank, yeah. Frank says, look out for a dog, you know. So we n- ring the doorbell, and we're standing on the side of the building for like, I don't know, two minutes. And we look to our left towards the front of the street, and here comes some guy. He's walking, and he's walking a pit bull. And he sees us, hmm. and Kevin goes, hey, and yells his name. And the guy lets the pit bull off the lead and pushes it towards us. <laughs> Hi, Brandon. Hi, Mike. How's it going, buddy? I'm tired. Me too. Nice mic, by the way. Oh, thanks. It'd be nice if my mic stand didn't break. You've got two of them <laughs> built right into your body right here. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm holding it and today. It, and it only sounds funny when you move your hands. Can I hear everything like this? <laughs> right. I'll- I'll just sit like this. There you go. Don't breathe because it's going to go up and down. Oh, boy. Here we go. Welcome. Here, maybe if I don't actually hold the body of the mic and I just hold the stand part. There you go. Welcome to episode 59 of the Handcuffs and Sawdust podcast, which is, by the way, Brandon, I don't know if you knew this, the number one law enforcement slash woodworking podcast and logos Nigeria. We're the number in one Nigeria? down number one downloaded podcast of I don't know how to do a Nigerian accent. I don't know how to either. It's a coastal city though, so I'm sure people are speaking English there. Okay. Well that's good. Yeah. How it's about that shit? It's really hard to understand if Lagos. They didn't speak English. Lagos, Nigeria. Thanks for listening to the Handcuffs and Sawdust Podcast. I'm Mike Morazo. That's Brandon Silvera. And Brandon titled this episode fifty nine. Feeling fine. We are feeling it was, fine. It was low hanging fruit. Low hanging. I don't know that we're feeling fine. I like I told you, I feel like a truck hit me. <laughs> well, before we get started, I wanted to say thanks to our sponsor, Surf Prep. Surf Prep. Brought Sanding. to you by SurfPrepSanding.com. Surf no, you said Surf Prep Sand. God damn it, Mike. Get it right. Eh. It's SurfPrepSanding.com. That com is not in their name. That's if you're going to look at the website. If you're going to order some shit, you're probably going to need to go to surfprepsanding.com. Are you not? That you're going to have to do. And enter promo code BOOKEM. BOOKEM. Spell it. Book. Um. <laughs> B-O-O-K-E-M. BOOKEM for 10% off. And I have one of the sanders right here with me. Oh. This thing weighs a ton. Totally expected you to knock over a ton of that sandpaper. <laughs> Why? Are you saying I'm a klutz? You're saying you're a klutz. I didn't say it. All right. This is my orbital sander from Surf Prep. It's is that the five or the six inch? This is the five inch. I okay. don't, don't know why I needed a six inch. Size matters. I guess it does. Uh, this works fine for my needs. I've got Surf Prep paper on here, as you can see. This is regular 220 paper that goes on. Oh, I love that sound, by the way. Uh, as you can see, the surf prep sander on the bottom has five exhaust ports. So their paper has five holes. You can use other grit sandpaper or other manufacturer sandpaper on their products, but they don't Wait, work as well. You can use other grits? You don't have to just use 220? Not you're funny. I am. It's one of my redeeming qualities. 
All right, so Brandon saw this in the background earlier. These are the foam pads for the Orbital, and uh, they come in different sizes. And when you buy your sander, if you get the this full... This is riveting stuff for the people that just listen to the audio. Yeah, I know. But, but if you get the full kit, um, <laughs> you'll get some sample packs of these. Look at how thick these pads are. So Brandon was saying that the one he has contours to what you're sanding, as does the Orbital. Uh, just also like... Contours. The banner right behind Mike, where it demonstrates the contouringness. You know, it's funny. Every time I go up into my Hannah's going to listen to this, and she's like, "I need to send these idiots a copy. <laughs> they cannot do this." Um, every time I go into my dining room, this this past fall, I was re um, I was finishing the kitchen with the wainscoting and chair rail and stuff, and I wrapped one around into the dining room. I had to cut a piece of the dining room chair rail and then piece two together, and I still need to take my surf prep three by four and sand it down smooth because there's a little bit of a lip, you know, when you put them together. So I still have to do that. And I'm reminded every time I walk in my dining room that I need to do that. But I thought I'd you give should, you. You should do that then. Yeah, I know. I got all kinds of stuff to do. So here's the sander. It's got an on off button right here. It makes a little cool beep, like Brandon said. It's not plugged in, as you can see. So you're not going to hear the beep. And it's got uh, three speeds. Slow, medium, and fast. Uh oh. And Mike's knocking shit over. All right, here we go. So thank you to All Surf right, Prep so who for had sponsoring this episode. Three minutes and thirty seconds into the show. Before Mike breaks something? Yeah. I, I had that. I'm on the text. All right. So Brandon. Yes. How was your week in the shop if you had anything to do in the shop? Uh, let's see here. So I got one flag painted all the way with, with the MTN brand, uh, paint. And that thing looks real good. What kind of flag is it? It's an American flag. So is it, is it red, white? Yeah, it's just red, white, red, white, and blue. Okay. And it looks, I was curious to how everything was going to look on it. Man, that thing looks crispy. And now I got to go and, uh, when I paint flags, I got to, I use the cricket to do the stars. Oh, right. Okay. Because if I use the laser, it's going to have a little bit of a burn look to it, and then that looks funny compared to the bright white stripes. Yeah, if you don't have burned stripes, that's not a good yeah. mix. So I got to get those stars cut on the cricket machine here after we're done and then finish staining the other flag. How big are these? They're the three-footers. Okay. What is it, like 19 and a half by three feet? Now... I do it. It's actually the true measurement, 19 and a half by 37. But to save wood, do you make them 36? It's 36. That's the true size. Whatever. I'll pull it up right now. I like I, When I first started doing flags, I went to the official flag website for uh-huh. Google, and yeah, it gave me all right of here. the dimensions. Got it right here. Yeah, that you've written in 37. No, this was the dimension. You've written in everything. <laughs> Look, it's right Just here. Just because you write it in doesn't make it true. Doesn't make it the official site. For Christ's sake, Mike. What is right. three feet All one right. inch? No, no, What's no, three no. feet one inch? Look, here's the official. I printed it right from Google off my phone wow. from the American flag website. Three feet one inch is 37 inches. Even Uncle Deli used to tell me he would, it was supposed to be 37 inches. And what he would do is he'd buy a six foot piece of wood. And cut them at 36, minus, you know, the curve for the blade. 
just to save wood. Nah. Riveting. Okay. People that are listening here don't have no, no clue That's what's fine. going on. That's fine. Brandon is searching his phone because I just showed him what I printed out from my American flag website. Where you, you type in the flag the size yeah. you want. Yeah. Either. It says 36. 19 and a half by 36. Mm. That's, what is it? Omnicalculator.com. Oh, I have a different American flag calculator.com. Uh, well. So anyways, you got three foot well. flags. Three footers. Punch you, right, punch you right in the nose. <laughs> punch you right in the face. <laughs> in the face. So I got to finish those and then get those packaged up and then say a mini prayer and ship those off to Washington. Who's shipping them for you? Pirate ship? Through, yeah, I always go through pirate ship. Yeah, you know, um, sir, um, ship nerd used to give me pretty good pricing. I used to compare all three, you know, pirate ship, ship nerd. Yep. And then regular USPS. And uh, sometimes on really heavy stuff, ship nerd is the, the, the key. But if it's normal stuff, pirate ship, you can't beat them. Yeah, that's I've I used to compare all three, and it was always pirate ships, and then I just stopped looking at the other two. <laughs> I still pull them up, and I, I like, go, "What am I looking for?" Like, why or why I, am I? Why looking? am I doing this? Right, it's still <laughs> going to be it's gonna be pirate ship. Yeah, so that's I got to get those um, sent out because those are closing gifts for my buddy's oh, clients. Yeah. Nice, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been. All I've been up to. Okay. Not, not a lot. Not a lot going on. I uh, started posting again on Instagram on my stories. I saw that. I, I spent so long, I forgot how to do it. So. Uh, you just click record. Yeah. And then, you, yeah. So, did some stories. It says the guy that, like, never posts. I haven't anything. posted since December. Um, matter of fact, the last few posts on my page were done by maker the maker collab mm-hmm. you know they posted some stuff that i did with delhi for the uh jungle what the hell was that I say, what was it jumanji yeah jumanji stuff and then i did one i posted one flag like six weeks ago but uh i've been recording some stuff and taking pictures that i'll start posting you know i miss when instagram used to just be photos just post a picture of your work. What are you working on? What is it? Blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, we got to do videos. And videos now you got to be goofy and wild and goofy. Yeah, I just want to post no. pictures. So I just want to show you the shit I'm doing. Right. And That's if you have any ideas it. on how to improve me, <laughs> let me know. So I don't uh, even want to hear that. Just tell me it looks, tell me I'm pretty. Like, okay. <laughs> just tell me it looks nice. So I have been down here uh, working on two flag orders myself that I was telling you about. And I got them all stained up. The last two days, uh, numbered, they're all ready to be glued up. But I spent, literally, I feel like, um, uh, who's the guy who doesn't get old? Rob Lowe. If you've seen him in oh, yeah. in um, Parks and Recreation, this is literally, literally the best, or this is literally the hardest image I've ever tried to work on in Vectric V-Carve. So I imported this logo from the ITEA, Illinois Truck Enforcement Agency. or I keep saying agency. Association. Association? I mean, association is kind of like an agency. Kind of. And uh, I had to, I bitmap traced it, and none of the lines came out at all. There's like circles that like piece together, like jigs up. And I'm yeah. like, mother, I spent four <laughs> hours 
redoing hey. this whole image. So then I, I mocked it up. And with um, Vectric V-Carve, you can pick your material type, right, including plastics and stuff, and color or natural oak or poplar or whatever. Or you can have a solid color. But what you cannot do is do a mock-up of one stripe painted or stained, one stripe burned. You know, you can't do that. So what you do is yeah. you have the, the size of the piece, and you pick the main color that's going to be like in the union, so which is black in this case. And then I put the – I did a test engrave, and it, it renders what it's going to look like. And it shows you the material color once you do the engraving. It'll show you what's underneath it if you don't want to show it with paint on it. So I just left it as, you know – oak looking or whatever brown yeah. wood and it's up in the corner where it's supposed to be but i i took a close-up image and saved it because you can pre you can save your previews and then i took a f far version away where it's up in the corner and i sent it to the client and said listen here's what the it'll look like up close here's what it looks like where it's going to be on the flag before i engrave it this is the best i, I can do with it let me know if you want a color or if it looks okay. So then he sends it to one of the people on the board who then sends him back a message. It looks like it's really small. Is it actually in the union? Is it like taking up the whole union or is it up in the corner? And I'm like, I explained the view when I sent it and I wanted to reach to the computer. I'm like, it takes up as much of the union as possible without, it's not, it's not going to be as wide as the union. Yeah, it's it's going to be in the center of the union, but it's also going to be in the corner of the flag where it's supposed to be because that's where the union is. I don't know what the fuck how else to explain it to you. So maybe it confused him because it when you were showing the whole flag, it's just in the spot where the union is, but it was all one color. Yeah, I think that and, was the and problem. Maybe, and maybe he can't use his imagination or common sense to go, oh, that's where the union would be. Right. I'm thinking that's what it is because, hey, I wonder if I can do something here. I bet you that if you, because I've seen people that they'll use their um, their CNC just to carve an entire flag. Like they'll just cut the piece out the whatever size they want the flag to be, and then they'll completely like paint it, mm -hmm. and then they'll use their CNC to carve out all the stripes and everything. Oh yeah, if if I had a four foot CNC, I would do that. So well, what I'm saying is, you could probably mock that up in Vetric. Oh, I got right? you. To, to give a better. Right, I guess visual for sure. for dum dums. I'll call him a dum dum because he's not my client, and and you can't do that because he's your client. So I'll call him the dum dum. I definitely cannot do that. Um, so for dum dums like that, who can't use their imagination or common sense to go, oh, that's the entirety of the flag, and then that's where the union is. I'm gonna try. I'm trying. I'm trying to do something here. Uh oh. What you, whoa. What happened? I don't know. You did something. I wanted to show you. Oh, you're sharing your screen. I'm trying. I well, can't you are, minimize. You're doing it. I can see your freaking mouse moving. Oh, oh yeah, okay. I can't Fuck minimize. It, hey. All right, <laughs> we've reached the point in the show where technology okay. and Mike do not mix. So let's just let's just all go along for the ride for you people watching on YouTube. No, and I'm for stopping. The audio people, I'm sorry. I'm stopping because it's not working. So there we go. Well, you have to. And and now we're clicking emojis. Cool. <laughs> I wanted to you show can, you the, the rendering. Show something, show it. It you won't. Just have to minimize. It won't let me minimize the screen, so I don't know how. Okay. And I'm not going to mess. Do you with have it? Me. Go. Do you have it in full screen right now? Mm -hmm. Okay, take it out of full screen. We're going to walk you through this, Mike. Go out of full screen. I don't know how. 
hover your mouse like this? in the top. Grid view? In the top of your screen. There's an X up there. Don't click the X. There should be some sort of oh, minimize you, button. You know what that X was? Let everyone know they're being recorded. They're being recorded. Yeah, the, I know what you're talking yeah, about. There's no it. minimize button up on my screen. So it was good while it lasted. Click the escape button. Or just or not click no, the not, escape button. Push the escape button on your keyboard. On to the rest of the show. Um, so I've got those two flags going, and then I started painting all the um, border trim for the NFL signs. So I'm starting to think that you have ADHD. I might. I take medication or, for it. Or you're autistic. That's called. I'm a really good driver. <laughs> Dad lets me drive in the driveway. 237 toothpicks. <laughs> 14 left in the box. 14 minutes to Wapner. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got going on, flag stuff and then uh, painting these NFL signs. And then after the Chiefs one yesterday, I am doing a Chiefs, you know, sign for my buddy Mike. And I don't know, I didn't put anywhere, any area where I can add Super Bowl champions. So it's just going to be the Chiefs thing. Somewhat that's what I was thinking about doing. I'm thinking about doing it like just a Chiefs one and then on the um, background also making a little plaque that says like Super Bowl 50, was it, what was it, 57? 57 this year. Yeah, but then Champions. what was the one they did? Like, We don't talk about that one, Mike. That's a low blow. Sorry. <laughs> do, do I need to bring up? Guess who won the man Cowboys? of the year? Did you hear Dak getting booed when he accepted yes, his I Walter Payton man of the year? Those asshole fucking fans in Arizona. They well, hate him because he beats them. Look, I mean, team great. Okay, I have no retort to that. I mean, I don't know <laughs> what true. a record is to, against the Eagles. Not the Eagles, the Cardinals. They weren't. Well, I guess those are also Eagle fans. Do you really on, think but... that Cardinal fans spent thousands upon thousands of dollars? One, one. Do you think Cardinals fans have thousands and thousands of dollars of disposable income? Why? I'm what makes Philly sense? fans did what? what? Arizona Cardinal fans are trash, except for one. There's only one that's good, and I love him. Why do you say that? Best friend. Who hurt you? <laughs> Who hurt you that's a Cardinal fan? No, because the Cardinals, every single year, it seems like, will have a trash team, and somehow they will figure out a way to just fuck up the day for the 49ers. For like five years, that's all this fucking team does. Well, you don't have to worry about J.J. Watt anymore. I know. Unfortunately. Which is too, which is too bad, because I really like J.J. Watt. Yeah, he's fun to watch. All right, uh, so that's it for my shop talk, flags and NFL signs, <laughs> and screwing up the picture on the screen. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm debating how big I want to make this Chiefs thing. Like, I don't really know any Chiefs fans. I'll buy it from you if you make a bigger one. Are you gonna scroll saw it? That's what I'm debating. Because if I make it a little bit bigger, I'm gonna have to scroll saw it because one, my laser won't cut MDF. Oh yeah. Plus you don't want to cut an MDF. Yeah, I do. I don't I like it it would be quicker than me scroll sawing it. And I wouldn't have to sand as much. <laughs> as much as I enjoy using my surf prep sander, if I can minimize the time that I have to spend sanding, I will do that. <laughs> yeah, you know what happens when I use the MDF on the um CNC, when I get it ready for paint, I glue, I put wood glue. On the end grain. And yeah, I sand use sanding that. sealer. Yeah, you said sanding sealer that's oil-based? Yeah. Okay, I might have to pick some up. 
Because it's so probably that, easier. And that works pretty well. Than gluing with my finger. It just, yeah, it just takes a while to dry, and that's annoying. Okay, yeah, because it but is. Yeah, I put that on there and then sand that, and do you it put gives it, it a really nice edge. Okay, do you also put it on the top of it as well, or no? Uh, I have, and I use less primer, but it kind of depends like how quickly I'm trying to get the damn thing done. Right, because you have to let it sit for a couple of days after you put the. Not a couple of days, but oh. longer than I want. Okay. I also. Whereas if I just put the primer on, like that's the other nice thing about the um, the MTN brand stuff. Like, dude, this stuff dries in like 15 minutes. It's amazing. If I didn't have 40 cans of, you know, Rust-Oleum 2X in my paint cabinet, uh, I think when I start needing to replace colors. I, I'm trying to paint yellow now for the Packers um, yeah. sign, and I have a full can of paint, Rust-Oleum 2X, that I just opened, and I sprayed maybe a quarter of it, and now it's fucking not spraying. So now i got to yeah. throw it away and buy another whole new can. No, you don't. Clean the tip. Yeah, I've done it. it. That's not. It's like the propellant isn't propelling anymore. So... Yeah, and yeah. was it the MTN? It's only like a dollar more a can, but I got, I got the entire flag sprayed or primed and sprayed same day. And usually it's like spray the primer, wait for like a day for it to dry and all the way, and then sand it down, and then spray your paint on top of that. Sprayed it, went inside, came back out a little while later just to check it. I'm like, holy shit, it's dry. Quick sanding, boom. Put paint on it. Hold on. Give me the name of that paint again. MTN. Mountain. The, the 94. MTN 94. Spray paint near me. You probably Spray. have to go to Spray Planet. Sprayplanet.com or Home Depot. Oh, it's at Home Depot? Yeah. Is it Montana spray paint? Uh, I believe so, yeah. It's coming up on at uh, Home Depot, but I, I don't know if it's in my store or not. You know, so they have a couple of different ones. They have like the hardcore one. They have, which is their gloss, and then they have like an acrylic thing. All right, they have marble effect. Ooh, yeah. Okay, it doesn't say the ninety four on it though, so. Maybe uh, then it a, must not be. I think it. I think the brand name is just MTN. Okay, damn clickbait bullshit. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, what? And check your phone because I need to take a quick commercial break. All right, we'll be back after this message from Surf Prep, which is just me saying Surf Prep rules. Buy a sander if you want one. Look at surfprepsanding.com. Enter code Bookum for ten percent off your offer of your machines and your papers. Back after this. Just jamming some three doors down. There are worse bands to listen to. Copyright infringement, be damned. And I'm eating a banana. Remember, banana to mouth, not mouth to banana. What? (laughs) It's a very important thing. You must teach your children. Back off the mic a little bit, homie. You back off the mic a little bit, homie. So can you, you can buy a sick. Oh, that hurt! I Ooh, just Mike's swallowed. Heart palpitations. <laughs> I just swallowed some water the size of a like twelve inch softball. I think. Oh my Yeesh. god, that hurt! 
So it looks like Spray Planet has that paint for like $7 a can. Yeah. Can you order, can you pick a bunch of different colors and have them ship? Okay. They even sell cases that are, um, I got one that was like primary colors. Okay. I'm in. Then, I got to do something. And you can go through and then you can actually select each one. I I think I mentioned it last week. I ordered um, their swatch book okay. that has every color they make in every finish. So. Well, it, they uh, show um, 10% off your order if you uh, put down your phone number. Yep. Have you done that? I have. Do they bother you with texts and stuff? Nope. They send me texts when my order's been received, when it ships, oh. and when it gets delivered. All right. Well, I should order some now so it's on hand when and I start they are running out. super quick. Okay. All right. Well, back to the show. Uh, law enforcement stuff. Brandon, how was your week? It was really long. <laughs> That's what she said. It was really long. Oh, um, wrong one. <laughs> you should really label those. <laughs> they are labeled if you want. No, you just don't pay attention. I, to just, I just blindly push buttons. <laughs> I just go. <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're all labeled. Okay. All right. Uh, so I have the I have a recruit. Yeah. Um, who is in the plain clothes portion? That's of right. Yeah. Where he is trying to prove that he should be on his own. How's that going? Better than expected. Oh, because so, we were talking um, possibly having to go to eh, CSO if it wasn't working yeah. out for him. Yeah, so he had some some officer safety issues, especially regarding suspicious people or people who would um, talk back or be dickheads. And it kind of started, I didn't get a good gauge of things the very first day because... Um, so we go to this suspicious person with a weapon where somebody's saying, oh, my neighbor's outside and he's got a gun and he's cranking off rounds, which 99.9% .9 of the time is usually just bullshit. It's just one neighbor being pissed off at the other one and saying he's got a gun just to get us there quicker. And Wait, people do that? Yeah. You didn't know that people call 911 and exaggerate the issue? I hadn't heard that before. To try to get the police to get there quicker? So we're getting kind of set up and everything, and all of a sudden we hear a gunshot. Oh yeah! What? Oh, shit! Yikes! <laughs> so then the helicopter comes over. I'm sorry. The what? The helicopter, the chopper. I don't know what you guys would do with just regular people and squad cars. Right. It makes it a lot safer. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> so they're going through. And it's like, yeah, there's a guy in the backyard, and he's got he's got something in his hands. And then all of a sudden, you just hear the pilot go. I think he just pointed a gun at us. <laughs> That's like yeah, a movie gonna... thing. Yeah, and then, you go... <laughs> and then uh, the observer goes, yeah, I can't really tell because we're on FLIR, but, I mean, that's definitely a shooting platform. <laughs> he goes, we're going to go to a little bit higher altitude. <laughs> yeah, because they can still see him if they're farther up, right? Their cameras oh, yeah, can they zoom can... in. I think at one point they were at, like, 6,000 feet. Wow. And... Like their camera zooms in and like 8K and how many feet in a mile is it? I don't fucking know. <laughs> okay, continue. What I want to put a reference Google? on this so people can, you know, tell how far away six thousand okay, so feet is. Airliners cruise at about thirty-seven thousand feet. They're at six. They're up there. Yeah. It like high. 
um, I, I don't know what, like 1,300 feet in a mile, something like that. So a pistol would never even get up there. But No, it wouldn't get up there. Yeah. But they were at that time orbiting at probably about 100, 150 feet. Okay. Oh, wow. Which is very loud. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at that point, it was like, no, nope, sorry, kid, you're along for the ride because of all the people at the scene, I was one of two that carries a rifle. But you're also because, in plain clothes. Yes, but I also wear my my duty belt and my body armor just in case things like this happen because um, this is the third recruit I've had go through the plain clothes phase with me. And let's see, the first one, we got into two authorized pursuits in one night. The second one, we went to a double stabbing downtown with virtually no resources citywide. And now this guy, and it's just been an entire week of shit. <laughs> so I've gone from where from where I would just carry my gun and and badge, and that was basically it, to where now I basically am just not wearing a uniform but still carry all my regular shit. Good. Yeah, you need to. For sure. So so I grab my my rifle and my plate carrier and helmet and all that stuff and try to do the cool tactical guy approach. Uh, so basically our lieutenant that night is a former, uh, one of our former SWAT team commanders. And he's like, all right, dude, take your boot and go set up on the uh, front door of the house and just, you know, watch for him. I'm like, Oh, cool. Sweet. <laughs> I get to babysit somebody and look for a guy with a gun. Sweet. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. LT. That's what you get. <laughs> I, I appreciate the confidence. <laughs> so uh he that guy yeah, we uh, i think he barricaded for like six hours and then came out and was taken into custody my buddy on the uh, while we were set up i called my buddy on that's on our violent crime enforcement team as part of our special op special operations division i was like hey dude um are you guys working today like, yeah why are you listening to like all the channels or just when he's no we're just listening to one of the Channels on the east side of town. I go, okay, cool. Um, I'm going to need you to turn it to channel six and then just start coming this way, please. He's like, why? Because I got a dude with a gun that's barricaded. This is like, this is what you guys do. Get your ass over here. <laughs> Are they the SPT team? The what now? Hostage barricade. We call them SPT. No, so it's not the it's not the equivalent of a SWAT team. It's okay. The, the way I kind of look or liken it is we have our SWAT team. And then this is like the feeder to that. This is like the minor league to that. Okay. So it's not like a full-blown SWAT call out, but these guys are there patrolling. They usually do gang enforcement or gang suppression stuff, but they receive a lot of the same tactical training that the SWAT team guys have. So, oh. so they come out and they kind of assess it, and then they decide if it needs to be a full-blown callback or if they can handle it. And, and they could handle it. So They showed up and they handled it? Yeah, they helped us with the um, the arrest team and all that while we took up more perimeter positions. Did you guys have a negotiator show up and try and talk to him to get him out? No. Oh. Our negotiator unit is, like, super small, and most of them are in— Not as small as ours. Is it you? Are you the <laughs> unit? <laughs> no, we don't have one. Uh, we have one, It's but it's, like, a collateral duty. So that's one that I was told that I would— that I should be put in for, and we'll see if that happens. But 
I'm not holding my breath as more and more time goes by. So, but no, we called in and said, hey, hey, dummy, come outside. Okay. Go, okay. And then don't shoot. Yeah. And then we wrote a search warrant for the house and sure enough, we found a gun. He didn't flush it or. No, he tried to hide it in the attic, uh, little attic space. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, not the smartest cookie in the world. And then the next day, what do we have the next day? Because we were there for a long time writing. I don't really remember what happened the next day. That's also because I have not had a lot of sleep. <laughs> um, ah, patrol. That's what happens. Yeah. That's going to bother me now. Oh, he had a DUI. Oh. Oh, no. Didn't the rookie get his first gun off the street? We're getting to oh, that. Oh, okay. Wah, wah, wah. Bless it, Mike. Mike ruined the story. Spoiler alert. Um, but no, he had a DUI, which was great because he previously had a person um, that he arrested for DUI that challenged him, and he just completely shit the bed and let him let the suspect walk all over him, basically. Um, so this guy tried to do the same thing and he wasn't having it. Like dude stood up multiple times while he's handcuffed. So he forced him to sit back down. Um, he's acting super aggressive and then demanded to, you know, be taken out of handcuffs so he could go to the bathroom. And he goes, no dude, it's not safe to do that. And, uh, homeboy made the adult decision to pee his pants. Nice. Sometimes they think that that's going to work for taking them out of an arrest. Three different times. Wow. But the best the best thing was he was wearing like cowboy boots and his jeans were over the top of the boot. So oh, all no. this went into his boot. <laughs> and then he goes to lift up his leg to like let the pee out of his boot. And I'm not joking when I say at least a pint of piss came out of his boot. Oh my God. That's awesome. And then I looked at my buddy that was with us and I just went, das boot. Oh, <laughs> So he, yeah, he didn't take any shit from this guy, and it was very encouraging to see. Oh, good. And that brings us to Saturday night. Saturday night's all right for fighting. I'm not going to play that song because I don't want to get yeah. completely banned, kicked off of YouTube. Yeah. So what happened Saturday so, night? So this kid's not big on the self-initiated stuff, okay. which is frustrating because that's kind of our job. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily our job. Our job is to answer 911 calls. And I tell all my recruiters this. Our primary job is to answer 911 calls. However, one of the things that we pride ourselves on at our department is we go out there and we look for motherfuckers. Well, I mean, that's our job. We, so, we don't just answer calls. I mean, we have to. Well, if you look at the look basic primary, basic primary job of your patrol officer, is to yes, patrol be a be a presence and all that, but primarily is to answer the nine one one calls. Like that's the mission statement for patrol. That's your mission statement. <laughs> well, I mean, says the guy that parks in a parking lot. No, I'm saying part of your job <laughs> is to answer nine one one calls. Part of your job would, is to patrol every street. That that part is, of your job is would to you not say that that is the main focus of patrol is to answer nine one one calls. The main focus. The main job of patrol. I'm not going to, after my experience, no. I mean, I mean that's, yes, if someone calls 911, we have to go. That's why people know in their house when they need trouble, they call 911. They know we're going to be there. I guess if you were to break it down to the very minute tasks. Yes, yes, we're splitting hairs here. Right, then that, yes. Because people, 
they don't pick up their phone and dial 611 for a carpenter, they dial 911 for a police officer, we're supposed to show up. So in a caveman type of thinking. In Yeah, no. Yes. Yeah, right. You break right. down all of your job. Main right. purpose. Be there for people when they need us. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. I got I can see that but point of view. A, yeah. Another part of that is yes, we go out and we look for mother truckers to take jail. Right. Yeah. And prevent so that, people. So that, so that maybe we don't have to go to a 911 call. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we we take the paper on our terms. We own the night. So we just show up. You roll, on, you roll up. You're drinking on your porch. We bring you in so you don't shoot anybody. Oh, wait, that was a TV yeah. show on HBO. Well, de- well, it depends on what they're, what they're drinking. If they're drinking like Bush Light or something, we're going to prevent a TV and we're just going to take you to jail. <laughs> Drink a real beer and, for goodness and if, sake. And if they're wearing a wife beater, we're definitely taking uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Saturday night. And then when he does go out and he patrols, he typically patrols uh, low crime areas and very well off areas and multiple times has had an FTO, uh, mainly me or my buddy, look at him and go, we are not doing this. <laughs> yeah. Go to the bad towns, part of town where they need us most than we can get people off the street. Yeah. Go to the neighborhoods that get shot up. Nice. That's where we should be. <laughs> um, so without any prompting, he decided to go to the seedier part of our radio channel and he sees this car with expired registration Uh-oh. and this kid will not stand for people driving with expired registration. <laughs> just can't do this anymore. He will not tolerate that because he's a rookie. Yeah. Because it's the easiest, easiest one probable cause. <laughs> <laughs> expired reg pulling your ass over. Yeah. So it's the same everywhere. He lights his car up and it starts to slow roll. And I have a considerable about amount of training and experience, and I am knowledgeable of the areas of the city and of the gangs that operate within the city. And I see three heads in the car, and I see uh, indicia. I see indicia of gang affiliation, and then I am erect. Oh boy! <laughs> because I like gang shit. I think I sent you a text that night when I got yeah. or that morning when I got home. Like, dude, I forgot how much I love gang shit. Yeah. But it is fun. So I go, okay, let's see what happens. Like, they're slow rolling for like a good half mile. I'm like, oh, these guys are going to foot bail. Like, oh, man, I better start stretching now. <laughs> there they go. Because it's cold and I'm going to take off and I'm going to pop a hammy. Like, all right, here we go. Here we go. And they pull off into the side. Street. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm like texting buddies. I'm like, they're going to run. They're going to run. They're going to run. And then they just stopped. Wow. Like the car stopped and I popped the door. I'm like, yes, let's go. Oh, shit. They're going to stay in the car. Uh-huh. All right. They well, that's weird. So he goes up there. He gets everybody's name, IDs and all this stuff. Goes back to our car, starts running people out. And like nobody's on probation. All right. Like, that's odd. What kind of gang member is this? What the hell kind of guys are you? Come on. So I'm sitting there thinking, it's like, I I want to get into the car. And then as I'm starting to like lay out for him all the different gang shit I see, my phone rings. And it's the same buddy I called from our our violent crime enforcement team. I'm like, that's that's weird. Why is why is he calling me? Answer the phone, no hello, no nothing. He goes, There is 110% a gun in that car. 
wait, 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 what? He goes, yeah, one of the dipshits in the car is posting to Instagram or posted to Instagram your stop and earlier was posting with a gun. He goes, there is a gun in that car. Wow. Okay. All right, cool. Trying to think of how I can articulate <laughs> you just calling me out of the blue and telling me that without making you cut a supplemental report. I'm going to try to take care of you. So I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, stand by. Let me call a couple other people over to this car stop. So I call all my buddies over and I go, look, I pulled a rookie aside. I go, look, we are going to pull everybody out of this car. Cause there's, there's going, I trust this guy. If he says there's a gun in the car, there's a gun in the car. So we pull everybody out. And uh, best part about it, the rear passenger has one arm. He's a one-armed man. He's, He's a one-armed, the one-armed bandit. man. You want to know how he lost his hand? Uh, M80. An M80? M80. Nice. <laughs> uh, fuse didn't didn't go off when it was supposed to. Wow. <laughs> you want to know his street name now? One-arm. Nibbles. Nibbles. Because he's got little nibbles for fingers now. <laughs> Shouldn't it be nubs? <laughs> well, no, because he's just got, like, they look like... Little niblets. <laughs> okay. Nibbles. <laughs> so, so his buddy started calling him Nibbles. And that's now his street name. Do you, um, do you have a street name? Because I have one. I don't have one. Right. What's your street name? Uh, mixed Fruit Jelly. It's not the coolest one it's ever. MF, but, it's MFJ. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as they're pulling out the one-armed man... Uh, the one-armed man did it. It's a two-seat. I don't care. The uh, front seat has to go forward because it's just a two-door. He switched to samples. It was provasic. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so it's a two-door coupe. Yeah, so it's a two-door. Okay. Seat goes forward. Right. And lean forward so he can come out. And in plain view, on the floor, we see a cueta. Next to the flashlight. Yeah, I didn't understand that. My wife thought Because it you... had a light. It had a light on the gun right but my wife thought you put that flashlight there for scale and i'm like they're not putting their own flashlight with their dna on it next to a gun they find <laughs> on the floor of some car how stupid are you anyways that's for another okay people, that's don't, another show. people don't think like this <laughs> yeah um i like the fact that so, she was trying to think of scale you know that's good yeah, it's, yeah, yeah you know i give her credit for that yeah so pull him out of the car pull everyone out of the car get everyone handcuffed call my buddy back and go yep you're right there's a gun in the car he's you can hear his whole team in the background just like cheering. He goes, get a great ID on that kid because he is under the age of 18. Therefore, and for some reason in our county, juvenile hall doesn't talk with us. So we don't get a lot of these juvenile returns. So we don't get pictures. We don't get fingerprints. Oh, okay. So what we do is we have, it used to be fully staffed, but right now it's just a big empty room. We have a pre-processing center. So what people should do in our agency when they, arrest a juvenile is take them down to the juvenile pre-processing center and fingerprint and photograph them. That way, when we get fingerprint hits, we get a picture that goes with it. Right. So we actually did things the right way. We took them down there. We did all that stuff. And I'm just waiting. All three of them, right? No, not all three. There was only one juvenile in the car. Oh, Driver, we couldn't articulate possession of the firearm because he would have had to have reached back down and under. Okay. Would have been a stretch, but with 
adult in the back seat admitted to knowledge of the firearm in the car and then directly under the front passenger seat who is also the cousin of the gang member that was murdered last week yeah it's too bad yeah so they all have the r.i.p and the dude's freaking name and they already have all it. The, oh yeah he's already on a t-shirt dude it's been a week it's plenty of time to get stuff screen printed printful yeah <laughs> <laughs> they probably went to either probably not printful maybe um, vista print or what's the other one? <sighs> one hour tease. No, there's one that's like ink, ink something or other. It's not Inkscape. That's the freaking program. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's it'll bug me. I still get like emails from them, but like you can design your own t-shirts and stuff. It's similar to Printful, but like okay, not for selling. More for like, hey, our organization is gonna have some t-shirts and shit. Right. Um. So that was really, really fun. Was he wearing the shirt? Yes, of course he was. He had the dude's fucking name I, tattooed on his that neck. That I heard, but I didn't know it's if it was wearing the T-shirt. Yes, he had that like around his his neck. They all were wearing like these little lanyards with his fucking picture on him, like. And and of Poured course, out of forty. I, yeah, I give the I give the kid. He's fifteen. I give him credit. I've had a lot of people lie to me, and I've had a lot of people give me fake names. This kid is the smoothest person I've ever had give me a fake name. <laughs> He's a smooth criminal, which Michael Jordan smooth, Jackson said. He had, he had the name. He had the date of birth ready to go. He answered to the name. I had to ask him like two, three different times for the date of birth just because I don't have my notepad on me when I'm in plain clothes. So like, what was the date of birth again? And he was able to, to spit it out every single time. But then we got down to our pre-processing center. He goes, oh, fuck. Like what? Yes. All right. You guys are gonna figure it out anyways. Um, my real name is this. Oh, okay. My buddy runs it and calls me while we're getting ready to book him in the juvenile hall. And he goes, "Hey, dude. He also has a felony warrant at a juvenile hall for a probation violation. He was arrested in October with a gun." <laughs> All right. Fair enough. And this gun, I, I've I've seen a lot of gangster guns. This one was the most well taken care of yeah he had some nice stippling in the handle it was oiled and it's the cleanest barrel i've ever seen so you're saying he was smooth he was smooth and we're ding (laughs) it's the dinging episode (laughs) who the hell cares anymore i don't care that was smooth by santana featuring rob thomas (laughs) i was gonna play the Fresh Prince, the boy is smooth. This boy is oh, smooth. I thought you were going to play Smooth Criminal. I couldn't find it. I don't have it on my phone, apparently. Uh, that's that's a bummer. You could probably find it on YouTube. Well, I was cool and sitting by the phone waiting for a ring with a female voice or a date or an invitation. For those of you that are audio only listeners, this this is one this is one to watch on YouTube. Uh, you can watch Mike dance in the whitest manner possible. Okay, uh, back to the show. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just having fun today. I don't know why. Um. So the smooth. So yeah. Boy. So we. So uh, and of course this happens like towards the end of the shift. Of and course. He's already. And of course he's already down a sexual assault report. So by and the you time you guys have finish, to stay and write all that stuff up before you leave, you don't carry well, anything over till the next shift, right? Well, it was also our Friday. 
Oh, right. Okay. So you can't. So one, he's in custody. So we absolutely have to write that. Right. And then two, the other one is a major felony crime that we have to write before we go home. Right. Yeah. And, and technically per, per our duty manual, we shall finish our reports before we go home unless we receive supervisor approval, which is usually fine for like misdemeanor or just information reports that you can really go anywhere. Yeah. Um, but when it's, when it's uh, a rape and a in custody gun case, yeah, you you got to finish those. Right. So by the time we started writing, it was like almost three a.m. And you worked till one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, uh, well, normally you would have somebody else like do all the booking for you, so you can go start writing. Like maybe somebody who's not going to write on this. Like a friend would like, come hey, in and help you assist Yeah, like, you. hey, dude, okay. can you book this guy? Right. Can yeah. you book the evidence? I'm going to go start writing this. Yeah. And you you, you share the load. But not when you have a rookie, you don't. But when you have a rookie who hasn't done a lot of the stuff, right. it's like, fuck, dude, we got it. Like, he had never booked a gun. He would never booked a gun for DNA. Okay. He had never taken anybody to the pre-processing center. And he had never booked somebody in juvenile hall. I'm like, well, we're going to click off all four of those. Right, you got to. Yeah, so... As much as I hated doing it, I'm like, fuck, we got to do this. Come on. Yeah. Like, it's just going to suck. After we book him in the juvenile hall, we're going to we're gonna go to 7-Eleven and get some energy drinks. Nice. Maybe a little cocaine. Who knows? Yeah. Pick up a hooker. <laughs> well, no. I mean, we need, we need to stay awake <laughs> and, and do this quickly. Uh, That's thought... for after. Oh, we're right. Oh, celebrating. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, we, I don't think I left until about 530 Oh, wow. So I waited until like his last report, like he had one correction to make. I'm like, I believe you can make that correction on your own. I'm like, I would leave now. Nice. So that I don't crash on the way home and die. Yeah. And then you have to live with that guilt. You drive so far. (laughs) You do. Is it an hour? Hour drive? It's 45 minutes to an hour. Oh, then that's not. Oh, okay. It's not bad. But there's construction on the main road into town. So you have to take all these back roads. Until I think today, I think it last day of construction is today. Oh, good. And then we can start using the road again. But yeah, that was that was one I was it was worth staying till yeah. six thirty to to take care of. So he's got one more week to not shit the bed, and then he'll be on his own. Sounds like he actually took in what you guys were trying to tell him over the time and starting to apply it. Yeah, that's what I told him. I go look. It sounds like what we were starting to scream at you kind of took and you, you really worked on fixing these issues. Cause I told him, I go, look, I, I, I'm confident that you can handle or you can do this job on your own now because I was not, I was like, I'll be honest with you. When you came back to me, I was not sure that you were going to be getting signed off. So, but now I, I don't really have many issues as long as he just keeps doing the thing he's doing. So, one more week and then uh then I get my car back. Woohoo! Hey, and one gotta, more week I'll get my car back and we'll both be in our own cars by ourselves. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Of course, many different hours apart. Yes. Yeah. It'll be the same but different. Right. <laughs> so so Mike, how many hit and run cases did you solve this week? Because it uh, seems like that's the main thing that you guys investigate. No, well, unfortunately, is the the guy who's just filling in. I get to ride along with the other guys that are going to go pick up ship bags, and then they just hand me a few small cases to 
to knock out of the way, you know, quickly. So sounds fun to go on apprehensions. Yeah, we actually uh, we had to go into the city to go look for uh, a battery suspect, and Kevin's been chasing this guy down for months. And so uh, was this battery suspect charged? Well, we're I'm getting there. Oh, ha 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 ha! <laughs> yes. <laughs> You have no clue how proud of myself I am right now. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> See, people watch Assault and Battery, or like New York cop shows, and they think Assault and Battery is one thing when it's... So, anyways, it's this different. guy... Yeah, this guy punched somebody, so it's a battery. And Kevin's been chasing him down for a while. So he's like, hey... Um, and one thing about me, when Kevin says to me, hey, let's go look for this person, because he's tried numerous times, on the few occasions I've gone out with him, one time we caught the kid in a hit and run that he did. I had it on video, and he was in his garage taking the front end off his car. We caught him <laughs> doing that. Like, we roll to the house, and we have no um, hard fact that it was him. We just have a picture of the car. We don't know who was driving it. And we show up, and it's in Chicago, and we the, the garage is detached in the back. So we look through the front pull up in the front of the house, go around through the alley. The garage doors are closed, the big door, and then the, the man door is closed. We go back around, go to the front, get out, ring the doorbell. It's a ring camera. Okay, no one answers. We get back in the car, drive around the corner. We see the man door to the garage is open. And I go, the door's open, the window's on. The wind, lights are on inside. So Kevin goes, take your phone and put it over the fence. I'm putting my phone over the fence so I can see inside the garage, you know? And I'm like, there's a silver SUV in there. That's the car. So he pounds on the door. It's your neighbors. Okay. <laughs> Come to the side door. <laughs> so he sticks his yeah, housekeeping. He sticks his head out the door. I go, open the fucking door. Well, he opens a big garage door. <laughs> He's got the whole front of the car off, whole front end off. And his buddy's helping him replace parts. So, anyways, another case we went, we were looking for a woman. We show up random time. I mean, just show up at like 11 o'clock in the morning. She's walking out to our mailbox. We grab her. I mean, this is what happens when I'm with Kevin. So Kevin's yeah. like, we're going to go look for this guy. I'm like, all right, cool. I go, you know what happens every time I'm with you? We end up finding these people, just randomly <laughs> find them. So we tell Frank, Frank's with us too. And uh, we roll out to the uh, near, near west side of Chicago. And we're, we go to get to the three flat apartment building and we, there's no names on the doorbells in the front, so we go to the side door through a fenced yard, and there's um, a muddy, grassy area and a dog lead that leads to the door, so maybe a 15-foot dog lead. And Frank, yeah. Frank says, look out for a dog, you know? So we ne- ring the doorbell, and we're standing on the side of the building for, like, I don't know, two minutes, and we look to our left towards the front of the street, and here comes some guy. He's walking, and he's walking a pit bull. And he sees us, hmm. and Kevin goes, hey, and yells his name. And the guy lets the pit bull off the lead and pushes it towards us. So <laughs> that here, sounds like he assaulted you. He s- sent the dog after us. Luckily, the dog's <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh mm-hmm. people, you know, thank God. I, oh, really? I, I like, reach people. for my weapon, and the dog's like, <laughs> and it's freezing outside. I shoot that fucking dog. And I'm like... Like that, you know? And then she comes running up to me, and he runs in the fucking apartment and slams the front door. He oh, locks man. himself in the apartment. As Kevin's, you know, yelling, chasing him. Because we had to come out of the fenced area where the dog was coming in, too. So if, make it around. The guy's locked in. So we're pounding on the door. I've got the dog. 
I grab the collar and I'm holding, I'm petting the dog. And we're outside for like three minutes before some effing C comes. That's a female. <laughs> um, see you next Tuesday comes outside and she's got, she's got no <laughs> shoes got on. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. It's a good one. So she stands up, she opens the door and goes, give me my effing dog. You can't touch my dog. That's a service dog. I'm on zoom court right now. She's on, she's in court. <laughs> she's on the phone on zoom court that's for awesome. some bullshit. And she's yelling at us to let go of her dog. And she starts coming towards me because I have the dog and she's got a leash in her hands. Oh, that's the wrong answer. Kevin and Frank go right in front of her like a wall like this. And uh, she's like, she's yelling, you effing pigs. And he's like, F you C word. Tell your pussy brother to come outside and man up. And this is going on. People are stopping on the street videotaping us. We're in Chicago. (laughs) Frank goes, fuck this. Uh. I'm calling Chicago. Call, Call dispatch. Let Chicago know we're out here. Within yeah. three minutes, two gang task force squads and three regular Chicago squads come flying up, and they just they all jump out and like, what's going on? And I'm, I'm petting a dog. This this see you next Tuesday's yelling at Frank. Frank's yelling at her. You're a fucking whore. I'm in back. She's like, I got a camera. I was like, good because you look like a fucking whore. And blah blah blah, <laughs> and just going absolutely crazy. Forty five minutes. It doesn't seem like you guys really do a lot of community policing. <laughs> It's Chicago. We don't need to do any community policing. Oh, Fuck them. I know. In That's the great thing about like <laughs> high crime areas and shit like that is like you can you can get away with just motherfucking. Especially people. when it's not in your own jurisdiction. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'm so, gonna call you. I'm gonna call IA. Right. Fucking good. do it. She's like, I want a sergeant here, and Frank goes, Our sergeant ain't coming here. And then yeah. Chicago goes, We got a boss coming. So she's like, they've got my dog. And the Chicago guy who's got a camera on goes, shut the fuck up. You'll get your dog when you get your dog. The boss is coming. I'm like, all right, Chicago. I like you guys. The boss shows up. He's like, hey, is Steve Lee still working with you guys? <laughs> like, no, man, he retired last year. I was like, oh, man, I used to work in Howard Heights. To, you know, I know Steve from way back. What's going on? And we tell him. And I'm looking at Kevin. I'm like, we can't keep this dog. We're like holding the dog prisoner. For her to All get her brother control. out. Yeah, well, the cop... Put a, put a gun to the dog's head. <laughs> Don't make Don't me do this. Don't come out or the dog gets it. <laughs> and she's literally... she's Now her feet are soaking wet because she was no shoes on. She's trying to walk in the snowy grass to come after me to get the dog. And while she's still on the phone with Court. And, uh, and then she starts yelling, I have no bra on. My feet are cold. Well, like, go inside and get your brother. hanging out. Yeah. Oh, my God, disgusting. So Chicago says, you're not getting your dog back till you can prove that you've got rabies shots. They're going to make her do the whole thing. Hey. Right. Is your dog licensed? Right. And then so she, they're like, go back inside and get that shit, and we'll f- figure it out. And get your brother out here. She's like, I'm not getting my brother out here. So she goes in the house to get her paperwork. And Chicago had people on the back of the building. They saw the guy shutting the blinds. So they're like, he's in there. I'm like, we know he's in there. Cop goes, uh, got any warrants? And I'm Kevin goes, I don't know. Kevin forgot to run him before we left. Oh, yeah, she do that. <laughs> so he runs to the car. We run him. He's got three warrants, one with Chicago, but it's just like a theft warrant. He's got a DUI warrant and a battery sounds warrant. Like, sounds good enough to me. No, no felony warrants. Warrants a warrant, man. Chicago's the magistrate like, has commanded you yeah. to bring him. Chicago goes, we can't go in without a felony warrant. I'm like, Yeah, we, oh, yeah, can. we can't because ours is um, a DUI warrant. So we can't go in. Chicago goes, uh, 
But I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're just going to fucking sit on the house. He's got to come out at some point. Then we'll get him for our warrant. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Like, okay. So we end up, Kevin writes him a ticket, a local ordinance citation for fighting, and just throws it in the mailbox, and we fucking leave and close the case. <laughs> the case closed. <laughs> Piece of shit. But, oh, my God. That was... So while we were in the city, then we went down to Humble Park, which is a shit area, and looked for two more cars. Didn't find them. And then uh, we stopped at a place called Smoke Barbecue on the way back for lunch, which is the last time I was only been... The most important part of detective work. That's it. I was only there one time. It was like six years ago when I left Sycamore and I came back to this this city. I had to get a new vest, you know. So... um, my buddy Mike out in Sycamore, he needed to get a new vest at the same time. And we have the carriers, outside carriers that we wear are made at, at two different places in the city. So Mike had said, hey, I want to go with me like six years ago. And then we're going to go to this place called Smoke Barbecue. I'm like, yeah. So I tried it then. So I'm walking in this day. I'm like taking a picture of the building. I'm sending it to Mike. I'm like, look where I'm at. He's like, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. That's it. So we had a good lunch. Uh, that was that day. And... uh Two more quick things. We went to go talk to a father whose kid was posting on Instagram, I think, pictures of him shooting a gun off. Kid lives in town. He's shoot. He's pointing a gun at the camera. He's posting videos of himself shooting a gun. So uh, we wanted to get to the kid and see if he's got get in the house and see if he's got the gun. So we cruised over by him, and uh, Kevin had called him and said, hey, I'm going to come by. Dad's like, yeah, come on by. And we three show up, and they're like, he's like, well, you're rolling three deep? I'm like, yes. I said, listen, we're not, we didn't plan on coming here. I like to de-escalate it, right? We just happened to be with, we decided to stop in. Uh, got nothing to do with you and your son. But we uh, weren't able to locate a weapon in that case uh, yet. So we're still working that one. And we are in contract talks for a new contract for the, with the village. So we, we've had a few meetings. We w- had our first meeting with the village. They said, fuck you to almost everything. Uh, the village manager has stated as that, the city does right. The village or the city manager has stated that we only work twenty five percent of the time, and he now wants everyone in, in patrol to document everything you do all day. So we don't know how this is going to go. That's a fight we got coming up. Can can he just pull computer records? Like well, they get call they right? get call volumes and stuff, but he wants to know what we're doing in between our calls, like. When we're on patrol, driving around town all day, you know, all that stuff. He wants all that documented. Proactive patrol. Yeah. So this is a fight we're going to have to be dealing with um, coming up soon. And uh, I just want to, real quick, we went to the state lab. state. But you want to know what happens if you drive around more? They're going to bitch that you're putting too much wear and tear on the vehicles. Our chief years ago would tell us, uh, like my buddy Chris, who runs our, uh, he got injured on duty, so he's he's now... um, disability out but he runs our property room and stuff so uh he chris used to put on 100 miles a night which in our town is extreme a lot. yeah so there's a lot for our town the boss would tell him you're driving too much you're, the chances of you getting in an accident are exponentially greater with you driving 100 miles but yeah. that's the same guy now that wants us to start documenting why what we're doing but whatever uh two things Went with Chris and Kevin down to the state crime lab. So Illinois State Police has a crime lab in the city, and that's they do most of our processing for our big evidence stuff, you know. 
So uh, Chris brought a gun that was my case back in like, I want to say 2005 or six or something where uh, the woman and the boyfriend, the husband, I think it was boyfriend, he was an army vet. He had a lot of guns in the house, and he, had, he was suffering from PTSD. So he used to play a game with her where he would take one of his weapons, pistol no, normally, empty, put it in her hand. They'd sit face-to-face -face on the floor, and he'd say, if you love me, you'd pull the trigger. You show me you love me, you pull the trigger. And she would do it. And then the last time she did it, it was loaded. So she oh, shit. shot him in the head. This was New Year's Eve. It had to be 06-ish, somewhere around there my call and then you know we have a major crime task force yeah that i was part of but my boss at that time who's now retired said to me you can handle this whole scene by yourself you're good and i'm like i'm sorry what the whole scene you process the whole scene I'm, everything all by myself I'm like whatever she did three years she admitted to everything she only did three years for i think it was involuntary manslaughter or whatever she's out but the gun was never sent to the lab for ballistics for other possible crimes. Yeah. So Chris found it. He wasn't, that wasn't his job at the time. You know, he was still on patrol. So he found it buried in a case somewhere, you know, property room and sent it. So that's why we went there to go pick that gun up and then drop off some, like a DUI kit or something. But while I was there, I started talking with the girls that work there. Uh, very, very nice uh, women. I'm going to give them a shout-out because we were, we were bullshitting with them, and they found out that we have a podcast. And she's like, no way. Where, what's the name of the podcast? I'm like, Handcuffs and Sawdust. So she goes right on YouTube. We love podcasts. Brings it up. And uh, the, the girls I want to say hello to are Millie and Karen and Shatoya and Michonne. They work at the intake. One of them's an ET. And uh, one of them was telling me a story about, she goes, you see that video with the woman who killed her boyfriend in a suitcase in Florida? I don't know if you've seen this. No. But, okay, so there's, I'm going to give everyone the name, and you can Google it on your own. Sarah Boone in Florida. Okay, that's the, the offender's name is Sarah Boone. This happened. B-O-O-N-E? Yeah. Okay. So this happens in Florida. She finds out that her boyfriend's cheating on her or whatever. They're sitting around drinking. She films. She's like, I want to play a game. Let's put each other in I a suitcase. And then, you know, I'll let you out. So, okay. So, sounds like a good idea, I'll baby. go first. So, he goes in a suitcase and she zips it. And now she films from across the room him calling for help, saying he can't breathe. And she's like, that's what it felt like when you were cheating on me. Blah, blah, blah. And then he, she fucking leaves him in there and he suffocates and dies. So, then she calls the police and says, well, we were playing, we were playing hide and seek. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, we we're playing hide and seek. And we don't catch the smart ones. He's folks. not, he's not responding. Um, so anyways, I can't find him. watch the video, man. It's, it's fucking traumatizing. It, this woman is just watching him die in a suitcase cause he can't breathe. And she's okay with it. And anyway, so that's the girls, Millie, Karen, Shatoya, and Michonne showed me that video. And uh, just wanted to give them a shout out for showing me there's disgusting acts all over the world, not just where I live. Florida man ain't got shit on Florida woman. Right? Man, she, that's that bad. 
Hell hath no fury. So, oh, and one last thing. As I was eating lunch or dinner, whatever the hell it was on Friday, my last day of the week, uh, with my current, the, the shift I'm going to, that was the, they yeah. were on, so I was hanging out with them and we were eating. And I was picking my vacation days. And uh, they start talking about future detectives. And one of my buddies goes, that's going to be this guy. And then the boss sergeant goes, no, it's going to be this guy. And I'm standing, I'm, I'm sitting right with him. I go, I'm right here, guys. I, that's what I said to him. I'm going, I'm fucking sitting right here. What, what the hell? And they're like, who, I'm saying, who's saying this? Why? What? I'm, I'm here. I'm already here. I'm doing the job. You're talking about a future, but I'm, I'm right here. And they're like, ah, so-and-so said it or so-and-so said it. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm gl- glad I'm going back to patrol because I can see how much, you know, of an impression see how much you're valued? Yeah. So, hence, Netflix and a parking lot, Brandon. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, we have... Uh, the officer down memorial page. I think there's four officers since last week. So let's get to that bad shit, shall we? Oh, oh, damn. Oh, good. Shut off. I hit the news button. This just in. From the McKeesport Police Department in Pennsylvania. Police officer Sean L. Slagansky. End of watch was Monday, February 6th, 2023. Police officer Sean Slagansky was shot and killed while responding to a domestic situation at the 1300 block of Grandview Avenue in McKeesport. The subject's mother called 911 reporting that her son was having a PTSD episode and was being aggressive. Officer Slagansky and other officers arrived on scene and attempted to contact the man as he walked away. The subject produced a handgun and opened fire, wounding both officers. The subject was shot in the leg by return gunfire and then fled to a nearby convenience store where he exchanged shots with a third officer, before being taken into custody. Officer Soglansky was taken to a local hospital where he succumbed to his wounds. The other officer was critically wounded and flown to a trauma center. The subject was charged with criminal homicide, aggravated assault, assaulting a law enforcement officer, and criminal attempted murder of a law enforcement officer. Officer Officer Soglansky had served with the McKeesport Sport Police Department for three years and previously served with the Charleroli Regional Police Department. He was survived by his fiancée and infant daughter. He was 32 years old. Milwaukee Police Department in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Police Officer Peter E. C. Jerving, whose end of watch was Tuesday, February 7th, Police officer Peter Jerving was shot and killed while attempting to arrest a robbery suspect at 1.16 a.m. near the 2700 block of South 14th Street. Officers were looking for a suspect who had just committed a robbery at a nearby apartment building. The suspect fled on foot as officers approached him. Once one officer caught the subject and struggled, and a struggle ensued, the subject fired his handgun and it struck Officer Jerving was running to the scene to assist. Despite being wounded, Officer Jerving was 
able to return fire and killed the subject. Officer Jerving was transported to Frode Turt Hospital, where he succumbed to his wounds. The subject had been sentenced to probation for two hit-and-run crashes the day before. Officer Jerving has served with the Milwaukee Police Department for four years and was assigned to Police District 4. He was survived by his parents, six siblings, and a longtime girlfriend. He was 37 years old. From the Pembroke Pines Police Department in Florida, Police Officer Charles Herring. Police Officer Charles Herring's end of watch was Thursday, February 9th, 2023. He was killed in a motorcycle crash near the intersection of 184th Avenue and Sheridan Street. He was on routine patrol when a falling piece of a tree fell and struck him. The impact caused him to fall from his motorcycle. He was transported to a local hospital where he succumbed to his injuries. Officer Herring was a U.S. Army veteran and had served with the Pembroke Pines Police Department for 21 years. He had previously served with the Stark Police Department for three years. He is survived by his four children. He was 54 years old. And... From the Fountain Police Department in Colorado, Police Officer Julian Becerra, whose end of watch was Saturday, February 11th, 2023. Police Officer Julian Becerra succumbed to his injuries sustained nine days earlier when he fell from an overpass in Colorado Springs during a vehicle pursuit of carjacking suspects. The suspects had been pursued by multiple agencies over the course of several hours, At about 7.15 p.m., they attempted to carjack a second vehicle at the Love's Travel Plaza in Fountain and led officers on another pursuit towards Colorado Springs. The vehicle was partially disabled after stop sticks were deployed as it exited I-25 to South Academy Boulevard. The vehicle was stopped just east of Hartford Street, and all three occupants fled on foot with officers in pursuit. Officer Becerra was chasing one of the suspects when he fell from an overpass to the pavement, approximately 40 feet below. He was transported to a local hospital where he remained until succumbing to his injuries on February 11th, 2023. All three suspects were apprehended. Officer Becerra was a U.S. Air Force veteran. He had served with the Fountain Police Department for four and a half years and was assigned to the canine unit. He was survived by his wife and two children. His age is not available. Any dogs? No dogs. No dogs. Okay. Small victories. Yeah, I guess we need to take them today. Fucking falling 40 feet to your death chasing some shit bags. Oh, man. 40 feet, like, that's a... That's four stories. Yeah, well, no, I'm thinking, like, the time it takes to drop the 40 feet. Like, that's got to just be... Not good. No. Because you got time to think about it. That's just terror. Wondering how you're going to land. Should you roll? Yeah. I, I mean, what, what position was your body in as you're falling? You know what I mean? Jesus, fuck. All right. 
All right, All right everybody, go be sad now. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> we are on it today. <sighs> okay. And this show went longer than I thought it was going to go. Yeah, remember what we were talking about before? Like, show. It was going to be short and all that shit. Well, <sighs> we tried. We get involved in our stuff and we, you know. We get need excited. To pace ourselves and tell like one story a week, two stories max. <laughs> well, this was an eventful week for me. I had a lot. The thing I I couldn't remember it wasn't the DUI. There was a shooting too. Oh, that was that about? Yeah, a couple guys got drunk in a bar and started shooting. Oh, that's it. Yeah, my guy just got stuck doing all the uh, evidence collection though. Is he an ET? No. Does he want to be an ET? I don't know. So you have someone not being an ET that's collecting. Nice. We don't have specific like evidence cars that come out and collect evidence. We're all trained in evidence collection. Are you all state certified evidence technicians? No. We're all certified in the collection of evidence. Not answering my question. California's so weird, dude. I don't know what the I know we just do shit. It's like, no, you don't have to be specialized to like lift a fingerprint. Well, you here just, you, you do. You, you can just be, lift the fingerprint. You have to be state certified here. That's part of just being a cop here. Yeah. Okay. Like you have a whole like 40 weeks of training and just evidence collection. Like we can collect DNA. Like just just by being certified as a cop, you've been trained in the collection of DNA. In California. Yes. Yeah, you have to be a state certified evidence technician here. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Everything's stupid. A lot of stu- things stupid. Everything's that, fine. We're fine. It's fine. The fact that we don't have a uniformed criminal uh, code is stupid in my opinion. But Well, no, that makes sense because each state is different. Which is stupid. Right? It's, that, it's that whole separation between federal government and state local government. I know. It's kind of the basis that this country was founded on. Like, hey, one particular set of things is not going to work for people over here and here. We'll do what we want. You do what you do want. Do what you want. Right. And there's like a couple of things that we can all kind of agree on that are probably no-nos. Right. We got to meet in the middle there. So uh, thanks to Surf Prep for sponsoring yet another episode. Season 3 sponsor Surf Prep. Where do they go if they want to get something from Surf Prep, Brandon? Surfprepsanding.com. And what is Promo the code? code? Would you just let me? Would you just let me use promo code Bookum for what is it? Ten percent off? Ten percent off? It's pretty 10% good. Off? That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, it is. You know, you know where I got Bookum from, right? Bookum Dano. Yeah. Not the new show, which I couldn't stand. The old original Hawaii Five O. Yeah. Even though neither one of us works in Hawaii. No, I still like to say book them, though. I do use that. <laughs> yeah. I try to as much as I can. I'm waiting to work with a guy named Dan. Then I can just yeah. say book him, Dano. Dano. I actually work with <laughs> I'm Danny. Still, I'm still waiting to have a lieutenant named Dan so I can go Lieutenant Dan lieutenant about your ice cream. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. I don't have it. It's really nice having a mute button on this microphone when I got a cough. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> you didn't have one before, did you? No, I'd have to turn the gain all the way down. Oh, yeah, that's not really And then good. I'd have to turn it all the way back to where it was and try that's, to remember. That's not a good thing. 
Gotta love the mute button. Sometimes I wish people, uh-huh. people had them. You just walk up uh-huh. and go, boop, boop. <laughs> you don't get to talk anymore. Although, if you do go up to somebody and go, boop, they stop talking. <laughs> I'm going to have to try that. But then I've just battered <laughs> well, somebody but because. then they sometimes will throw a punch. That's a so battery. Be ready. If you're going to boop somebody, you better be ready. It's unwanted, unprovoked touching. You can't do that. That's a battery. I mean, if you're biting your lip, it's sexual battery. Really? Because then there's a sexual component. You're like, <laughs> whoa. What if I'm biting my lip and rubbing a nipple at the same time? That's still sexual battery. Okay. I need some of that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I got to get ready to edit this podcast. I was supposed to go to Menards today and get plywood and poplar and then two sheets of maple plywood, four by eight, half inch, cut it down to sizing for this project for the, you know, for the closet, closet. five drawer organizer thing. And I'd got none of the wood. So that happens. I'm not off again until next weekend and only Saturday, Sunday. Because I go back on the street Monday, so I only have a two day off, two days off coming up at the end of the week. That sucks. So it'll be Saturday, run early in the morning to Menards, and then I have to hopefully cut. Some I thought of you that. meant run like you were going to exercise. Well, I want to do that when it gets warmer. <laughs> I got new shoes, and I bought some. Uh, I say when it gets warmer, yet I bought some winter running gear. But now it's not winter; it's like you know, being forty-eight degrees outside, so I might be too yes. sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you got coming up this week? Anything at work special? Just more, more plain clothes shit. More plain clothes. So shit. in theory, I shouldn't have to do anything. Yeah, that went well this week. Yeah, that didn't happen at all. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> all right, I'll live my last week in detectives apparently ever. Yeah, because you ain't gonna be that guy. I ain't gonna be me. <laughs> so, whatever you do. Send questions to handcuffs and sawdust podcast at gmail.com and uh, be safe on the street and in the shop okay bye peace